0: Hey everyone, my name is Asher And this is Tyler Whipple. Welcome to
1: Talking Two-Tone.
0: We're thrilled to bring you a new and thought-provoking podcast that talks
1: all things Tennessee Titans. Go ahead and reserve your ticket now. It's going to be an incredible journey. Tighten up. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. My name is Asher I'm once again joined by the best in the biz, my good friend Tyler Whipple and... Holy shit, man! We've got a probably the biggest bombshell that you know of the last decade for the Tennessee Titans right now. Tennessee Tyler, I don't. I mean, we've been texting about it back and forth. Tennessee just parted ways with John Robinson, uh, the GM of the Tennessee Titans. Mike, um, I mean, what are your initial thoughts on this, Tyler?
0: You know. <clears throat> I see a lot of the tweets and whatnot about it, and everybody goes back to the AJ Brown trade and whatnot, and what we didn't get for him, and what he did to us. And it's obvious the timing of this. The AJ Brown was a big factor in this because after he just lit us up uh, with the Mike Brable crossroads, I feel like Mike Brable kind of gave him an ultimatum. That's just what I mean. I don't know. I'm just that's just what I'm feeling. But this wasn't just based off that. This was an accumulation of some of the head scratching picks J. Rob has made and the people he's paid versus the people who has he, he has let go, which makes no sense. Like we we've let uh Kevin By- well, not Kevin Byrd, excuse me. Um we've uh we let Roger Saffold go but we pay Bud the Bud Dupree. You know, we give big contract to uh, Ryan Tannehill but we don't want to pay AJ Brown. You know, it, it's just I think it's the accumulation of all of that w- along with the 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 bust we've had in the first round with dating all the way back to Dory Jackson and Corey Davis. And those guys wasn't bust, but they didn't get to a second contract with the Titans. So, I, I don't think he has had one first-round pick, to my knowledge, that has got to a second to a second uh, contract. I don't think he has that I'm thinking about it. But, but I think that's the no. accumulation of yeah. all that. And, and Amy Adams, um, credit her. Um, standards would be higher than just winning the AFC South and you know, the AFC South, we we used to not win it. And it's awesome that we win it every year now. We won it this will be our fourth year in a row if we win it, right? The third yep. year in a row.
1: But we we make it,
0: we went to the AFC championship the year prior. So I mean yeah. um, if we if we uh if we don't, you know, push push the the level here upwards, uh we're gonna be right here if we keep, you know, just allow mediocrity to be an organization, that's what you're gonna get. And you know, like I said, credit to Amy Adams strong for making a move that she thinks is necessary to make the Titans Super Bowl contenders and which if, if you're a fan of the Titans you know you can be happy with the division but we all want a Super Bowl championship I'm tired of hearing the Colts tell us that we don't have a Super Bowl <laughs> fans you know, so, <laughs> so you know that, that's kind of my you know thoughts on it I think um, I think it, it was probably going to be at the end of the year but I kind of feel like I think they, they probably have thought about this a while, you know, and it's probably going to happen at the end of the year. But I think the AJ Brown lighting us up in Philadelphia it was just a little too much to hurt stomach. And we went ahead and, you know, made the move and get the power to my Rabel. You know, that, I think it was he gave the ultimatum, like
1: I said. Now, uh, well, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, man. I got t- this. I'm pretty conflicted on it. You know, I, I'm a big conspiracy guy. Like I got, I, I mean, there, there are a couple of them that are really, really good. This one just screams like that there's something below the surface that happened over the span of this season. And, you know, I, I've been I'm a big salary cap guy. I love reading about it. I love looking at the contracts. I love knowing what somebody's actually getting paid, what you what you know, what kind of monetary value are can they bring to the table. Can is there a cheaper option? One of my favorite movies of all time is Moneyball because of, you know, just the way you can manipulate and create a roster based off of, what is it, $225 million a year, which, you know, is a lot of money, but you got to give 52 people that and your practice squad and all of that. But, you know, so my – I guess my initial reaction was they must have had a plan going forward. This wasn't something that developed over the last three weeks. I think it is the culmination of what this team has produced over the 12 games that we've seen them play – Um, Because you keep in mind they signed, you know, Vrabel and J. Rob to contract extensions in February. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that you know a culmination of things has happened during this season to where we're kind of seeing. To butt in there um, before before we move on,
0: yeah, I want to go ahead and keep going. But remember the drafts in April, people. So they signed those extensions in February, and then the draft is in April. That's what AJ Brown trade. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very good point. I mean. And I think, you know, you can kind of see that there is a rift between Vrabel and J-Rob. If you, play, if you pay close attention to some of the signs, you know, I just didn't particularly think too much of them. But when Vrabel accepted the Coach of the Year award last year, he didn't think J-Rob. Um, he didn't think J-Rob in his speech. And I think, honestly, I honestly think, and the, the, the reaction of Vrabel when, during the draft when A.J. Brown was traded, um, I had a pretty similar reaction to, to Vrabel. I just kind of fell down. I didn't really fall down. I just threw a little hissy fit on the, on the hotel room floor in, in Las Vegas at the draft because I thought – I fully believed we were going to get Traylon Burks and pair him next to A.J. Brown. I thought to myself, there's no way that we're going to let A.J. Brown walk. And then to see Vrabel's just complete disdain at that <laughs> on draft day in the wardroom with J Rob there, he gets up out of his chair, turns around, turns his back to J Rob and walks away and like collects himself. He doesn't leave the room, which, you know, that would have been, you know, everything is like televised in those rooms, which would have been extremely telling. But nonetheless, I think that, I think I I agree with you. I think that Vrabel marched up into Amy Adams Strunk's office and he said, look, I can't keep winning with this roster. This team is so top-heavy on its contracts. And what I mean by that, I'm going to get into it. Um, Zach Cunningham, we brought him in from the Texans, claimed him off of waivers, so we had to absorb all of his guaranteed contract and his dead cap. Then we signed Bud Dupree to a ludicrous deal. Ludicrous. I mean, we're paying this man off of an ACL tear, and we're seeing the culmination of this injury. Make no mistake, when Bud Dupree is on the field, he is a great pass rush piece but he is not he does not deserve to be paid like TJ Watt or Joey yeah. Bosa or you know Aaron Donald or some of these guys that you see can just completely destroy an offensive game plan <clears throat> and you see that and you pair that with the missed draft picks first round draft picks granted I will give him a little bit of a pass there because of the position of where we are drafting we're typically drafting 17 to 24 In that range, right? And it's really tough there to determine whether you should trade out or, you know, try to take a risk on some guys. And, you know, it worked and it paid off with that 2019 draft class, which was incredible. And the 2016 draft class was also really good. But there have just been too many big swings and big misses. I feel like he's chasing – he was chasing that. Instead of being able to say, hey, why don't I trade this pick? Uh, get it to kick back into the second round, pick up another second or trade it for a proven commodity. And then you pair that as well as with, and I, I'm a victim of this too. I wanted Julio. I wanted Julio to come to Tennessee when he, when it was up for debate that he was, you know, going to be on the trade block. I wanted to bring Julio in to pair him with AJ Brown. And granted it didn't work out. And it, what it cost us inevitably burned another bridge with John Robinson. But I do truly believe that there is a level and a certain just like sense of uncertainty now. Now, what happens? You give up? You give away a guy who has, I believe, six straight winning seasons now with the Titans, mm-hmm. and he righted a ship that was very dark, very dark. Um, and I think J. Rob, you know, for all he's done for the Titans, has really turned this franchise around. But now we're at a point where we can't really grow with him. This roster is way too top-heavy on its contracts. Um, we're going to have to – I mean, it makes no – and I love Imani Hooker. I love him to death. He's a great safety. But I, there's no way, shape, or form that you can pay him without paying A.J. Brown. There's no way. There's just – you can't You can't justify that. Her and Landry, to too, though. Her, and Landry. Wins- Wins- yeah, and we're Wins- going to let go
0: of both of those guys and
1: we could have got some
0: more debt and we could have signed A.J. You know, go, then, our problem wouldn't have been the right receiver in the draft. It would have been, you know – linebacker and safety, which is a lot more easy to, you know. You to get, you're not gonna find AJ Brown every Every draft, there's not an AJ Brown. People forget that. Like they think every draft has at least one standwide receiver. That's not the case. AJ Brown's the, Brown not the is case one of one, dude. He's Terrell
1: Owens in this generation. You know what I mean? So Yeah, all he does is ball. And then like so another thing I really I mean, I'm just kinda ranting. I mean ladies and gentlemen, this is just gonna be what the podcast is. But this is our initial reaction to this. We're just kind of airing out what we're thinking what we're feeling about it. You know, you got to really be in tune with your feelings. You got to be able to be vocal. You got to be able to, to speak your mind, you know, that's what <laughs> yeah. it's all about. So you just keep, got to keep L I V I N baby. But you know, it's just, um, it's, it's, you know, I'm very confused. I would say because the, the timing of this doesn't have to do with J Rob telling Jeffrey Simmons, he doesn't know how he's going to pay him. Does it have to do with that? We're constantly, we're projected to be over $22 million over the cap after this year. doesn't have to do with, fucking cody hollister playing does it have to do with acquiring run blocking tight ends does it have to do with the personnel does it have to do with you know what, there, i feel like it's a combination of a lot of things and i think Vrabel has had enough he's like he's tired of having to be mike tomlin <laughs> right and but mike tomlin
0: usually works with more talented rosters than what we do i mean the Steelers always have good wide receivers they always have good defense and they always have a good usually have a good offensive line so i mean um, but, you know, moving – I mean, the deal's done now. We can talk about what happened to we blue in the face. What does this mean for the future of the Titans, though? You know, what, what I'm thinking is I think that the Titans are really going to have to pivot in a completely different direction within their organization as far as, like, what they are. Um, We talked about this during the Eagles game. I texted you and told you it. This team is not set up to play the way we want to play. We have to have road graders, good offensive linemen, to play the way we want to play. You know, so the Titans are, like Mike Rabel said earlier, we're at a crossroad. We can still be a a really good defensive team, but we have an opportunity to really reform this team going forward and not be so heavily relied on the run game and we can be a little more balanced. Now, I'm a guy who loves the run game. Don't get me wrong i feed the king as many times as long as it's working. you know, feed it to him every time if it's working. But at some point, you've got to have playmakers on the outside, and you've got to have some sort of passing game. And um, I don't think that Ryan Tannehill will be back next year, so that's another thing, you know, with this with this move. So the passing game, you're really going to take a step back if we had to rely on Malik Willis. So it, the future is a little bleak at the moment if, if, if you ask me, but – I don't, I don't know really where they go from here. Um I think that they can they can go a lot of different ways. It could it could really wrap the ship as far as Mike Bravo having a more of a role in the personnel department, you know, getting these guys a little more healthy. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but I know one thing, there's going to be a lot of cat casualties next year and this team's going to look a lot different in 2023. So I mean hey, that, that's man. just that's just what I'm thinking about the future. I don't know if I like you said I'm just ranting right here because we're not really, you know, talking off a of, a sheet here or nothing we're just talking um I think we're going to be looking at a completely different team next year unless this offensive line really really gets upgraded and I uh, I mean across the board but center across the
1: board but center needs to be upgraded and maybe Nate Davis but he hasn't played that well this year either I I mean I agree with you this team is going to look completely different um I can tell you right now off the top of my head who's going to get cut I can almost guarantee you who's going to get cut Bud is going to get cut Bud Dupree's gone Zach Cunningham's gone. Monty Rice, his replacement's already on the roster and Monty Rice. Um, you've got uh, Taylor Luan. It's just an easy one. He's just easy. Unless he restructures and takes a shit less. Unless he just takes a pay cut. I don't think they're going to restructure any more contracts. Because when you do that, you kick the salary cap. You push it down the road. And it, it's a problem. And J-Rob had a horrible habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think Tannehill will get cut. I think Tannehill, because it doesn't make sense from a salary cap standpoint to cut him next year because of his restructure. I think he's gone in 2024, but I don't think just from a numbers perspective, unless they just want to say, fuck the numbers, let's blow it all up, let's start <coughs> completely over, and and to be honest with you, I don't think Malik Willis is ready. I think he needs a whole nother year. I think I mean, he needs Malik. a whole nother year. I mean, I, if we put Malik Willis back there, it, it's it's – you know, it's starting quarterback in 2023. Good luck. Good luck. And I mean, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I mean, I think you can agree with me, Tyler. He hasn't shown me anything that makes me think that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL in a year. I mean, he's shown me nothing. I mean, literally nothing preseason. Great. But you're playing against a bunch of scrubs. Let's be honest. People that are fighting for a roster spot, you know, he can run, he could. he's mobile. And, oh, boy, let me tell you another thing I'm really excited about from this. You're going to see some heads roll. Some heads – this is not just the first stepping stone here. Vrabel's coaches that he wants and the people that he wants out there are similar guys to him. They're they're willing to get in there and practice and fuck around with the players and, you know, get their hands dirty, and he wants players like that. Cody Hollister can't do that. Cody Hollister is going to be gone. I don't even know why they wasted an IR spot with Cody Hollister. Because you only get 15 a year. You get 15 IR spots a year. And Cody Hollister is one of them. And then, oh boy, my favorite part about this is Jeff Swaim's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be gone. Jeff Swaim is the easiest cap casualty right now for me. He makes a little over $3.5 million, I believe, in guaranteed money. Why? Go give that to charity. It's better off, too. It'll, it'll work way better for you if you give it to charity. And, you know, she's just some girl that works in a strip club somewhere in East Nashville. But I guarantee you she could do a better job of, of, of pass blocking than Jeff Swain. But nonetheless, um, I do think more heads are going to roll. Do not be surprised if you see Vrabel cut ties with Downing, if you see Vrabel cut ties with Jeff Swain, Cody Hollister. I mean, Dennis Daly is going to be gone. He's already said that he's – A fit, pick. yeah. He's already said that he's he's opening up the left tackle position. And I honestly think the icing on the cake along with the A.J. Brown trade was them releasing Roger Saffold without a replacement on the roster. That was where I think – that's where I think really, you know, a very underrated bad move by, by J-Rob. Because, I mean, you do that, and then you're just leaving yourself out to dry there at the left guard. And then if Luan goes down again – you know, there's no way of knowing that he's going to tear his ACL again. But if you right. do that, and then you put somebody – and you let, you let Dennis Kelly go, he was out there and available to go sign. I mean, just a bunch of bad moves, you know. It seems uncharac- like he was just
0: trying to outsmart the room, though, at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he got a little swag about him, J-Rob does, and we all knew that. You know, he's he's a cool guy, whatnot, but it just seemed like he was just trying to outsmart like. I can just get these guys as off the off the streets and make them in the NFL players because I'm just such a good scout. You know, I see what everybody else is not seeing. Well, like you can see it from our view, like it's just obvious that some of the things he did that didn't make any sense. Now we're not GMs in the NFL; we don't know how to scout football players. And whatnot. He mind. does, but he, <laughs> but he 100 just made some moves that just didn't
1: make sense. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? it doesn't make sense. A lot of them don't. And, you know, I, another thing that's a great question for this, what does this mean about senior bowling implications? Do we still send as many scouts there as we do to try to find some later round talent? Do, I mean, J-Rob was incredible at finding weight round, ta- late round talent. I mean, you look at this roster right now on players that, you know, were not high draft picks. You look at Kevin Byard, you look at David Long, you look at, um, you look at, you know, Kyle Phillips, who has played well for us. You look at a lot of these guys, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, who has played well up until this last game. And you look at these things, Monty Rice, for example, another guy who's a special teams guy, can fill in and play. You look at Rashad Weaver, who has played well this year. You look at, you know, a lot of these late round gyms <coughs> who we've had in Jayon Brown for a while. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys came in and helped change this culture to winning football that were coachable guys because they knew they took a chance. This organization took a chance on us. Let's go out there and outperform what, you know, these scouts said we thought we were. And I think J-Rob got too comfortable trying to find hidden gems in the rough instead of making just the simple, easy choices like should have been a restructure. Hey, A.J. Brown, stop trying. He, He drafted A.J. in the second round and then he lets him go. You know, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then tells Jeffrey Simmons, hey, we don't have the money to pay you. Motherfucker, Jeffrey Simmons is getting paid. I've gone on re- I've gone on record here is saying this, I will personally drive the Brinks truck and back it up into Jeffrey Simmons driveway. I won't touch a dime. I won't touch a single penny. I will I will say here you go, Mr. Simmons, here's a blank check. You know the Tennessee Titan is now your communion. take from it. Do whatever you want. Here you go. <laughs> Here's, you want a hundred, sure. Here's a hundred. You want hundred and twenty five, sure. Here's hundred and twenty five. You do not let Jeffrey Simmons even think about touching a single door handle or knob on his way out. You don't let him go to another fucking table to negotiate a contract. You sign that man right. That's going to be that would be numero uno right now. I'd be locking that shit up right now.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with that. So um, you know, if and I think Mike Brabel. Understand, like, if you have top-tier players, you pay those guys, you get them. Just based off the the, the visuals of the A.J. Brown trade draft night. Um, I think he really – like, I think Derrick Henry will get a contract um, when the time comes, if he's still performing, because um, he just keeps the guys that he knows he can rely on to make the plays for him. Because ultimately, coaching can go a long way, but the main thing that happens on any sport, basketball, football, baseball, the players make the plays, and you got to keep the playmakers, you know? That, yeah. you, so, uh, so I back. mean, that, that's just where I stand on it, man. You know, um, we we got a little note here. I want to hear your thoughts too on this. Um, where do we? I don't know. and I know people have talked about where do we go from here with the GM position. I see that you know people are talking about Mike Brable can take the Bill Belichick and you read top deal. You know he makes his own. You know picks the players, drafts the players, whatnot. You know, that's a, that's a big load for most coaches, and a lot of them can't sustain it. And, you know, Mike Brable kind of seems like he could, but I don't know if I want him doing that. There's a big name going out. In, it's, he's been through the the ring a few times, and each time these GM jobs come up, the 49ers are looking at him when they hired John Lynch. And that's Lewis Riddick uh, at ESPN. I, I like that. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's just that's just throwing some guys out there, but it'll end up probably being some scout from the Patriots again. Who knows?
1: I would love so, uh, him to be Lewis Riddick. I mean, I th- here is what I think is going to happen. I think if you get look, I don't think Vra- I think Vrabel is an incredibly smart football coach, but he does make some faces on the sideline that make me question what his actual IQ is. You know, I don't know how good I don't know how good Vrabel is at math. You know, I don't know how good he is at looking at a salary cap and
0: being
1: able and being able and being able to determine what the numbers would look like. So. I don't feel. I don't feel a hundred percent. comfortable. No, you're fine. I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable letting Vrabel be the GM because it could turn out to be another Bill O'Brien situation.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what I don't want to see either. And excuse the baby in the background. Uh, we all have to flew the house, <laughs> so um, not to cut Asher off there. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't foresee us doing that, really. I don't. I don't feel like Amy Adams is going to give him that much, that much room to, for power because it's never a good thing to have one guy have too much power. You know, that's the Nazis back in the nineteen forties.
1: Last Julius Caesar, he got
0: stabbed forty three times. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work out that way. You know, it. You got to have. You got to have different voices raising different concerns. You got to have guys who know more about. And I'm sure Mike able can scout and. He knows how to look at a player and say if he's good or not, but he he needs to be focused on the X and know the other. coach, you know, that's just he gets the guys in there, he coaches them up. That's what he should be doing. But yeah. uh, I, I I like to see, I mean, I don't really know who's out there. I don't pay attention to that kind of the world of scouting and uh, player development and personnel, and whatnot. So I don't know really who's out there. All I know is Lewis Ridgett because he comes up like every time, it seems like when the GM position comes open. Yep. We'll see. Think, and that's, all really, think, that's all we can really, that's really, you know, talk about here. We'll see. You know, it, things are going to happen. Um, I think. I still think the Titans head to run. run and uh, finish this season with a pretty good record. And I think, uh, I think we'll have it being in a position to win our first playoff game because we'll host it. And uh, we'll see. You know, like, that's that's kind of that's kind of the basis of this uh, podcast. About as is, uh, is you know, the outlook out there
1: a very very questionable but a very realistic it's a signal like this firing is a signal of what is expected you know is what is expected of the highest regard and i genuinely think we're going to get some details that are going to come out over the next couple of days of why this happened you know what there's some stuff that's underneath the surface here that is yet to come to light but i can tell you that I, I'm fairly certain in saying that Vrabel went to Amy Adams' office and said, look, it's going to be – I'm going to go take the Ohio State head coaching job or you're going to have to fire this guy and start giving me he, – he probably said what Kenny Powers said. I'm sick of this team not giving me the shit I need to win. So, you know what, Tennessee, you're going to be fucking out unless you get me somebody in here who can actually give me players, not practice squad players like Jeff Swam and Cody Hollister who have no business starting on a 53-man roster. The, I'm being on the 53 man roster and then playing significant snaps. And I think that Vrabel is pretty fed up with it because this is the second year in a row <coughs> where this team has been decimated by injuries. It has been decimated by bland, is probably the nicest way I can say it play calling. I want to say anemic every single time, but that's probably slightly offensive to some. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You got to call a spade a spade. The play calling is way too married two personnel that has no skill the best player or the best weapon we have on the team on offense is Traylon Burks because when he's in the game nobody knows what the hell we're going to do yeah. or they're less likely to know what we're going to do I mean but you know Todd Downing's head is going to roll I don't think it'll be immediately and I don't think it'll be this season but I think I can tell you one thing Vrabel is now going to be able to go in there and give more responsibility to Kelly to call offensive plays. And I can tell you right now there's not a single person in that in that in that office of that coaching staff now that has any protection. Vrabel is going to do whatever he wants now, and then this offseason they're going to hire a GM who Vrabel will probably have a lot more influence on what to say, probably like a 50-50 kind of thing with the deciding thing going to Amy Adams, but I I can tell you this is not the first move that's going to happen. In the offseason, you were going to see Bud Dupree get cut. You're going to see Zach Cunningham get cut. You're going to see Taylor Luan get cut unless he takes a pay cut and not a restructure. You're going to see a lot of different players on this team next year. And I can tell you it is a result of bad contracts. I'm okay with it because I think every single one of those players on this team is replaceable. I mean, well, the only know, players like I would like say said
0: earlier, it's
1: just go ahead. I, I I think the only players on this team right now that are irreplaceable are Derek Henry, Kevin Byard, and Jeffrey Simmons. I think every single, and probably David Long, but I think every single one of those other players on this team can be replaced.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean if and if those if a GM get fired, anybody can beat your head can roll. So uh I just I don't know, man. I just want I just want the Titans to be perennial contenders every year, and I think that we we're on the downhill slide of that with the J. Rob era. And you know what? Like we talked about when we first started this podcast, I think I really, really respect what Amy Adams done. You know, because it took even though she doesn't have any, it took some serious balls to make that move. And You know? Oh and yeah. It, and it and it puts a. Uh, like you said earlier, it just makes the organization held to a higher standard, and we're not going to be okay with just being mediocre. And I, I, I'm thrilled with that. I mean, I like J. Rob. Me and you, we've sung his praises a lot on this podcast before, but you know, things happen, and it's time to move on. I guess you know, I didn't, I didn't think he, I didn't think we'd be here. I thought he'd be here at least till the year after next. But you know, it is what it is, and um, you know, I think. I've said my piece, and I don't know if you've got anything else to add to it. But um, uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Titans move forward. It, it really will be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, there's a level of uncertainty right now, but that's life. You know, you got to keep trucking on, and it's the same thing with the Titans. You have an expectation. You have – you know, you don't want to be viewed as just uh, AFC South champion. You want to be viewed as a Super Bowl contender. And I think as the roster is currently constructed – Amy Adams and Vrabel sat down and said, look, we can't win a Super Bowl with Cody Hollister playing 30% of the snaps at wide receiver. We can't win, I can't win us a Super Bowl with the shit players you're giving me. Like, Robert Woods is over the hills. He's probably going to be gone, too, another one. But, I mean, he's a great wide receiver, too, wide receiver, three. When you have an A.J. Brown and you have a Robert Woods and you have a, <laughs> a Traylon Burks, tell me that wouldn't be one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL.
0: Oh, yeah. When, be when all hells are
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck.
0: That's good depth there. Like, if one of those guys go down, you still have a serviceable
1: receiving group. You can but, you put know. Robert Woods and Trail on there. They can be a wide receiver one. You could put you, Nick for Kikina, I've said it is probably one of the better wide receivers threes in the league. Who, I mean, who are you going to put over him? Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup. Yeah, I'll put those yeah. guys over. Him. But he is—he's yeah. really solid. He is solid. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean, that, ladies and gentlemen, that's probably, I mean, that's all we've really got for today. This wasn't going to be a scripted podcast. This was just going to be one of us giving our initial reaction and thoughts on, you know, what, what just happened today. I mean, this is probably the biggest bombshell of Tennessee Titans, you know, history in the last 10 years. Um, this is something where there's, it's like, you know, you, you don't know if the grass is greener on the other side, but you have expectations. You know, you, you have the, the mindset that you want to be viewed as a Super Bowl contender instead of AFC South champion. And I feel like that's what Tennessee is viewing themselves as. And that's what Brabel views this team as and the players that are putting forth the effort. And I think that's what Amy Adams agreed with him on. And that's why J-Rob's head rolled.
0: Yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, it, I agree with everything you just said. Um, it, the future is could be bright, could be gloomy. We'll see, you know. Uh, As always, though, time up.